Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. With Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. Good morning, Angie. Good morning, Janelle. Morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning to all those of you listening to us on the iHeartRadio app. I didn't hear you. Uh, good morning to all those of you listening to us on your smart speaker and driving in on your car radio. Did you guys hear the news yesterday afternoon? Wait for it. I love that. Jimmy Stew, for another eight years, signs an extension, surprising everybody. Uh, Tim Stutzel, number 18 of your Ottawa Senators, is going to be around for another eight years, making about $8.35 million a year. $66.8 million contract. Wow. <laughs> the biggest ever in sense history. So, uh, I mean, people are excited. I mean, no doubt about it. They made some big summer moves. I mean, Debrinkat, they've got uh, Talbot, and they've got the signing of Claude Giroux. They have Brady Kachuk uh, as captain. And so people are super excited and apparently are finally putting money down to support the team again. <laughs> uh, but even bigger than, than all that news is the Senators' 30th uh, anniversary poutine revealed yesterday. Chris Russet Fries sends black gravy. Uh, classic cheese curds, red flaming hot Cheeto dust, and drizzled golden queso. Interesting. That's a loaded poutine. There's no cheese curds on it? It just um, has the queso? Or was yes. there cheese curds? Uh, no, this is a drilled. I wasn't there, but drilled golden queso and uh, flaming hot Cheeto dust. So mm. cheese sauce instead of cheese curd. That's yes. a gutsy move. I don't it is, know. especially in this town. <laughs> yeah, where we love what we love. Well, hopefully there'll be enough bus in the seats to be taken on that poutine because, I mean, the last couple of years, it's kind of a poorly kept secret that they had fewer than 5,000 season ticket holders, which is the lowest in their franchise history. Ooh. Yeah, the last five years has been tough. They went through a, a struggling period. Then we had, of course, the pandemic, which didn't yeah. help. But they're coming out of this. Trust me. No, we know they've already announced that they are. So more than uh, more t- season ticket sales uh, in the last couple of months, and they say the season ticket membership is the highest now that it's been in years. They're not like releasing actual numbers yet. They're going to do that later this week or, or I next mem- week. But. I remember in peak time when the center really uh, the the game in town. It was about thirteen thousand for their season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. That was impressive at its peak. Mm-hmm. Wow, and it, yeah. It, and it fell for the last couple of years, but it, yeah, it's coming up back up. It's well, all good in this town. What's uh, capacity for like usually for a Sens game if it's uh, like a full house? I think eighteen and a half. Yeah, so they've been ad- averaging like nine thousand. Yeah, again. Yeah, so they Half uh, the stadium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and, they're really and, looking for a big and, boost. And players notice when you're playing in a half stadium. Like, I don't care what they say; they notice it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. The energy is just different. Well, especially when they were playing the empty of, yeah, for a the while. Sound of the crowd is just yeah, for Wait, sure. Weren't they pumping in like sounds, sounds of crowds? Yes, they were. At one point when the arenas were empty, <laughs> just to give them a boost. Anyway, it's big news. This is this is quite the lineup we have. Totally. This is amazing. And how about that poutine? Yeah, go get your tickets. When you think useless, think of Stu. Everybody, welcome, welcome. Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. All right. How long have you lived in Ottawa? Angie, your whole life? Yep. Janelle, you've been here, what, four years? Almost four years, yeah. I've been here 28 years, and I, I, I didn't know this fact about the city of Ottawa. And when I heard this fact on, on CTV News during the um, 
uh, the golf tournament at the Hunt Club a couple of weeks ago, the CP uh, Women's Open. Mm-hmm. I heard Patricia Bold deliver this at 6 o'clock. And it blew me away because I was like, I've lived here third, almost 30 years. I didn't know this fact about the city. Do you know that the Hunt Club golf course is the highest point in the city of Ottawa? Yeah. <laughs> I did know that. Yeah. I'm shocked I actually knew. You were setting this up really good. I did know that. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The highest point in the city of Ottawa is the, the golf golf course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Like the highest piece of land. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. It's not like it's higher than like some of the buildings we no, have. No, 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 no. Like what you're okay. Yeah, yeah no, no. Okay. Yeah. That's I not, bet you half cool. the audience didn't know that. I, I, I bet, bet you, you we'll they, get them. I bet you they didn't. I just know it because um, like of the golf in my family and they know useless things like this. <laughs> <laughs> Between my father-in-law and my husband, they tell me things like this, and I retain them for no oh, apparent reason. Yes, your, your, your husband definitely. Uh, all right, how, how do you rate that fact, Janelle? Uh, like a seven. Okay, uh, Angie. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll give it a seven too. Yeah. All right, uh, to the text machine we go at ten zero thirty. Basically, you send in a score with a creative handle, and if you're new to the show, hello, my name is Stu. That's Angie and Janelle. Uh, yeah, I knew. I know that as well. Uh, I'll give you seven for still sleepy Anthony. Of course, Anthony knows it. Mm, Bitterman knew it too, uh, and says it's still interesting, but still giving you a seven as well. Uh, Handsome Dave, what another uh, another amazing useless fact, and he liked it. He gave you a ten this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, ten from my buddy Bong of the General. I've been in Canada for twenty eight years too, and I didn't know that. Diva Clow had no idea, finds it interesting enough, giving you a seven point five. Uh, particular Pat, meh. Not very interesting. Five for Stu. <laughs> what? Wow. Uh, Stuart's number one favorite fan is Neurotic Mama gives him a 10. Highest point. Book me a tee off time tomorrow. All right, mother. <laughs> Dad's little Finlander. Really? I would have thought it was somewhere in Canada or off Bankfield Road, but it's a 10 from that. Hall of Famer's Ghost Rider and his dad, Pierre the Dehydrated Frenchman. I do remember hearing that somewhere, and Ryder didn't know that, so they're giving you an 8.5 this morning. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Taxi Mom, that's a new texture. Gives me a 10. And Landscape Lady giving you a 10, too. So, yeah. Okay. Good scores. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, we've seen all the film festivals rolling back out, Venice, and now TIFF happening this weekend in Toronto, and man, the stars aren't snubbing us this time around. Usually, you know, you kind of see some of the celebrities, but not the level that you see for all the European festivals. I think TIFF is really starting to make a name for itself, though. Yeah, it is. And this weekend, we have Oprah Winfrey in Toronto, we have Harry Styles in Toronto, Toronto. We have Taylor Swift in Toronto. Okay. Are they're all Joe Jonas is there, Daniel Radcliffe, Viola Davis, like Zach Efron, some of the biggest names, Daniel Craig, just casually gonna be there. That's so cool. yeah, it's gonna be a big weekend for Tiff. And it was a nightmare for anyone trying to snatch up tickets because people were trying. Even critics that are supposed to be there for their job to review these films could not get their hands on tickets. (laughs) It was a big problem in the ticketing system. And, of course, Taylor Swift fans crashed it. Uh, She was given the smallest venue, apparently, which is 
unbelievable. She's going to be there doing a conversation, like an actual interactive conversation about her um, short movie, All Too Well, which basically is based on her her music video. But uh, yeah, the disappointment and anger from fans uh, that actually purchased full-out TIFF memberships, thinking that that would give them an in to early tickets, were left in the dust. (laughs) So yeah, kind of TIFF is kind of a big deal this year. Uh, Speaking of TIFF, Drake and LeBron James have a documentary that they will be premiering at TIFF this weekend. It's called Black Ice, and it's the lost history of the Colored Hockey League of the Maritimes. So basically, it's about racism in hockey and black representation, etc., They, LeBron and Drake, are facing a $10 million lawsuit, though, over this documentary because apparently someone else had the rights to telling this story. And they went ahead and did it. Mm. And the the lawsuit says, while the defendants are internationally known and renowned in their respective fields of basketball and music, it does not afford them the right to steal another's intellectual property. Oh, yikes. Yeah, so they're going to be debuting this film, but there's a lot of controversy because they're going to court over it, too. Anyways, big weekend in Toronto. And that's What's Trending, brought to you by DeFalco for brewers and winemakers. Stuntman Stu, Angie and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. Oh, the interesting debate that is happening right now on our Move 100 Facebook page. And it's all set off by this uh, little story that was brought to our attention from a parent who's experiencing this very relatable um, situation, I guess, with her 12-year-old daughter. And she wanted some advice because she's literally at her wit's end and doesn't even know what else to do to fix this problem. So put your parenting hat on and listen to this and feel like what you would do in this parent's shoes. So it says, what is an appropriate punishment for my 12-year-old who keeps losing things? For example, she left her $120 Nike shoes in the locker room and they were gone, has lost two sets of AirPods this year alone. Last year, it was her iPhone and a set of AirPods. Oh, my God. I am at my wit's end. She doesn't seem to have any concept of money or care for her belongings. What do I do? Oh, poor little sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) Jump in. Uh, First of all, I wouldn't get my kids AirPods uh, anymore because you obviously can't hold on to them. And number two, you'd be doing a long list of chores for me. So what are the chores serving as? Like yeah. a punishment or Yes. Okay. You gotta clean the bathrooms, you gotta take up the garbage, you gotta clean up after yourself, put the dishes in the dishwasher, Isabella. Uh, and you'd let uh, them do that? But then what about <laughs> Yes I would. But then what about the items? Do, do you replace them? Um I would replace them only on with the 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 deal that if you lose this, the next one is, is on you. But, I'm not paying for anything. But she's lost them three times. Okay, so I, I'll say... <laughs> How many times do you replace? I wouldn't have replaced the, the first one. Like the, the first one that she loses, I'll replace it, but after that, you're done. Okay. My, okay, listen to me. So you're my like daughter, done. Yeah. My daughter has broken her phone three times. I told her, if there's a fourth time, you have to pay for it yourself. <laughs> so, and, so not one so and done. <laughs> well, it's, 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 a, it's a different situation. Every parent is different. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah, says, oh, when I'm a parent, I'll do this. But when you're actually in the situation, every kid is different. So in my situation, I replaced the phone three times because we had uh, a, cert- a plan where you, you break a phone, you get coverage. So I paid extra for coverage. Yeah. Because you knew so, it was inevitable. <laughs> yeah. Yes. With my daughter, yes. Yeah. And that's what you do. 
Yeah. But in this situation, I wouldn't get another pair of AirPods. Not a chance. Yeah. Uh, like, what would your parents have done? Uh, yeah, <laughs> and mean, you have a lot of kids in your house. I don't think my parents would ever have bought me any of these things. I know my mom used to give me a hard time because she would get really mad at me when I would leave all my clothes on the floor. And she's like, you don't have any care for your belongings. Like, I'm not going to buy you any new clothes. And that's pretty much the way it, it stood. So... I honestly don't see my parents purchasing any of this kind of like high end expensive stuff for me. And absolutely, they're not replacing <laughs> anything. Yeah. If it's gone once, it's never being replaced again. Yeah, that definitely would have been the hard line in my house for sure growing up. But I mean, like, uh, like I don't understand kind of a 12 year old having $120 Nike shoes, an iPhone, and three sets of AirPods. Like, I'm trying to think back when my girls were in grade seven. They didn't have any of that stuff. We weren't going to that high end. If you set the bar there at 12, what are you buying them (laughs) at 16 or 15? Like, yeah. We like we just never did that. We we got sensible, you know, shoes that were like quarter of that cost. We like they made it through fine. Mm-hmm. So I just don't understand why there's like the mad rush to replace four times over these luxury items. Yeah, hundred twenty dollar shoes. You don't need those. Yeah, three sets of AirPods. Yeah, uh, I understand. I, I don't even I have understand. a set of AirPods. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. The hundred twenty dollar thing I understand because it's like what? But when your kid comes to you and says, "I need these shoes." and you say no there's a there's a bargaining you have to meet them halfway because kids are so bullied by what they don't have there's a fine line that we're trying to maintain in this house between getting the most expensive things and and getting less expensive things at a certain age yes yes i agree because my girls like certain things in certain brands now at 16 and 18 but at 12 i didn't set the bar for them to be able to start asking for those things then like in grade seven, they were never asking me for $120 shoes. There's no way I would yeah, have said starts, yes to that. It starts closer to grade nine. That's when it starts. Well, that's what I mean. But if you start it at 12, where where do you go up from there? So like the thing is, is like I just didn't ever plant that seed that that was okay at that right. age. Yeah. Right. So, but I mean, still, the problem is not just the luxury item. It's the fact that this child keeps losing anything like even a $25 sweatshirt is a loss for families that they're buying even like a $25 pair of shoes is maybe the most they could afford and then like they're out that money so it's not necessarily about the money loss it's about the item lost and having to be constantly replaced yeah so like what do you do tricky situation so we're asking you what is the appropriate course of action is it punishment is it replacement is it going without, like, what does this woman do for this 12-year-old who's lost, like, four, one, two, three, four, five high-end things now? <laughs> wow. Oh, the comments are coming in on our Facebook and text. You should see the texts that are coming in. Oh, you got to weigh in. Tell us what you think. And give us a call, too, mm-hmm. if you uh, want to share your two cents. Uh, 750-1100. Move Mornings with Studman Stu, Angie, and Janelle. On today's best variety. Lots of advice coming in on what to do in this parenting situation. So if you find yourself in the same one, uh, we might have some good info to pass along to you. Uh, So we basically had a a mom message in at her wits end. Uh, She doesn't know how to punish or what to do with her 12-year-old daughter who continually is losing items. Already she lost $120 Nike shoes in the locker room. She left them in there and Mm. they're gone. Mm. She's lost two sets of AirPods this year. She lost an iPhone and a set of AirPods 
last year and it's just kind of like she doesn't really seem to to have some sort of concept of taking care of her belongings i don't know what to do right so this mom's like what is you know what kind of punishment fits the crime here what do you do so a lot of really great parenting advice coming in that we've been sharing from you guys so thank you for that carrie i think sums it up pretty good she says wow after losing an iphone and a set of airpods last year to be able to lose two sets again this year she's like are you saying three sets of airpods total which yes is correct she's like then you have your answer she loses you replace therefore she doesn't worry about losing exactly stop replacing carrie said and she will stop losing she says the punishment is that simple you lose you go without (laughs) she said if she wants them replaced she will find a way to do so you tell her how much they are she earns it through allowance chores saving birthday money when she buys the item back herself she will respect it more and appreciate the value of it more i think that's the only way that kids learn the value of money is when you start oh. to purchase things for yourself yeah. Yeah. yes you that item is coveted <laughs> yeah. all right uh what, what what would you do in this situation well it's tricky i've been in that situation and several times me it was hockey equipment he would leave it behind because at a certain age i wasn't allowed in the locker room right. anymore yeah. hockey equipment and i have a goalie so oh yeah oh. you got all the equipment <laughs> the expensive yeah. stuff yeah yeah so i remember losing my mind in the arena and saying you're gonna go back because that hockey stick was like 200 bucks you're going back yeah yeah so for sure i wised up and i'm like okay no more expensive stuff because he's not responsible enough but at the same time Sometimes we need to step back and have a bigger picture. Is there a reason why? Is it lack of its concentration? Is it ADHD? Is it that they don't care? Is right. it because they've never been held responsible and we used to do everything for them? Yeah. So it's it's really hard. But I remember at some point saying, Okay, no, you're gonna you're gonna work off whatever I need to replace because I'm done. Yeah. yeah. The hockey tournaments was pure stressful because we'd be in different towns and like, okay, which arena at the hotel? Where did you lose it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So did it work? It did. It did. When he, I started going to his bank account and he thought for sure I was taking money out of his birthday and Christmas money to replenish whatever was missing, he started being a lot more careful. Yes. <laughs> but what he didn't know is that I usually would pay for it and the money stayed in there because it was his education savings or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. A kid does not cherish anything more than something they buy with their own allowance. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And his Christmas money and birthday money, he was like, how dare you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Either you have chores at home or I use that money, but you're using your funds to replenish this. Yeah, that's a good way. And, you know, she did touch on something uh, like what is the other outlying issue? And Mm -hmm. many of you parents have brought up the fact that, you know, maybe it's a struggle with ADHD, like Kimberly mentions. Now, I've never heard of this before, but she brought to attention object permanence. Mm. And she says basically that means once it's out of sight, it just no longer exists. And that could be something that the child is dealing with as well. So she says, you know, punishing, not a great tool. You need to find something that will help her be successful in finding a solution into not forgetting these things. Because I'm sure your daughter actually doesn't want to continually be losing right. these items. Yeah, I'm sure she doesn't feel good about no. it. Yeah. And so, yeah, does she need all of these expensive things? No. Maybe she could figure out a way to pay for them herself. But if she's losing essential items, like her backpack, a house key, like really, like detrimental important items like money's not going to solve that problem you need to look further and deeper Mm -hmm. and see 
is there a different issue going on here? It's true. It's not always cut and dry. And that's the thing. Like, every kid is different. Every reason is different. So, I mean, you could ask all the advice in the world, but it, what works for one kid might not yeah. work for the next. So, I, parenting is hard. <laughs> yes, it is. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, we all know that a lot of old TV shows are making comebacks and getting reboots, and it seems like a popular children's TV show is making a comeback on Netflix. And before we tell you each one, I just have to issue a note of caution (laughs) that this audio might cause some feelings (laughs) in some parents. Here we go. No. The most bizarre kids show I think I had ever seen. Thankfully, my kids did not latch on to it. Teletubbies was a hit for a lot of preschoolers. Remember the baby's face in the sun? Yeah, Yeah, it looked creepy. Like a a baby just like giggling and laughing. That baby is now like in her 20s. She's like a 20-year-old girl now. But that show was wildly popular for a time, but it really didn't teach your kids anything about language. No. <laughs> These Teletubbies just kind of running around. I anyway, don't even know what they did on that show. I don't know. I'm I, convinced the writers got baked and wrote the, the episodes. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure that they actually spoke a real language, but apparently Poe, one of them, was actually speaking Cantonese. Didn't know that. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, Netflix is bringing Teletubbies back with new episodes with the original writer like i don't know what they wrote but they just kind of nobody wanted this ran around a field. i don't know that this is going to be a successful yeah. reboot <laughs> i don't know that it needed to come back but anyway it is and another wildly popular kids show this one my kid does watch peppa pig uh i mean this show is seen in 180 countries around the world <laughs> Yeah. Wow. It's a pretty I mean, big deal. It is. I mean, merchandise, right? The Peppa Pig play sets, the whole thing. Well, they uh, have done something pretty cool, and they have welcomed their very first same-sex couple oh. on the cartoon series. So, I mean, this targets preschool kids, so this is like an early entry into how the world, you know, completely works. So they have, after 18 years of this show, introduced, it just actually aired yesterday, the episode called Families, and it featured a character named Penny Polar Bear, and she was talking about her parents, and they were two polar bears in dresses. And she says, I live with my mommy and my other mommy. One mommy is a doctor, and one mommy cooks really good spaghetti. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great message. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So 180 countries, a lot of kids are going to be seeing that. Mm-hmm. And that's what's trending. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, all right, all right. You know who's made the cut today? Today we have Gail and Claudia on the line, and I believe, Stu, you won yesterday. I did. So that means Angie and Claudia will play first this morning. Okay. Good morning, Claudia. Hello. Hello. Uh Claudia, you there? Oh, no. Did her line go away? Hello? Hi, can you hear me? Okay, yes. Are you on a speakerphone? Yes, I'm on speakerphone. Oh, can you take us off speakerphone? Okay. That won't work well for us. Yeah. Okay. 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 That sounds a little bit better. There she is. All right. So, Claudia, we get first choice of categories. We're going to tell you what they are, and you pick what you like, all right? 
Sounds good. Okay, so our um, categories, thanks to Sylvie P, who sent these in, fitting for Comic-Con that is coming up this weekend. Do you know your DC comics or do you know your Marvel comics? Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> I've been holding on to these categories for a while. Oh, this is just mean. Yeah. Oh, I have to go Marvel all the way. Marvel. Okay. okay. Yes, thank you, because this is the one I do know very well. Okay, here we go. Who's the guy that turns green? The Hulk. Who's the one with the big hammer only he can use? Thor. Yes. Who um, who's, was Ryan Reynolds playing? Reynolds. Uh, green Lantern. No, no, no. Ryan Reynolds. Nope. The, the funny oh. guy in the red suit. Nope. Uh, oh, um, um, Deadpool. Yes, yep. good. Who's the one that flies with the cape? Uh, like it's, uh, oh, no, no. Who's no. the one that spins the, the web? The, the web. Cameron. Yeah, yeah. Who's the one with the long claws? Uh, uh, Wolverine. Yeah. Who's the one? Uh, okay. <laughs> Shoot. I read it as Superman, but it was Spider-Man. <laughs> I was like, I was like uh, that's wrong. That's wrong. I read it too quickly. Okay. You guys actually, you know, you made up some good time and you got five. Yay. So pretty good. All right. Hang on, Claudia. Uh, can I automatically default and, and say I'll take the loss? Mm-hmm. Come on, you gotta try. You gotta try for Gail. Yeah, Gail, good morning. Good morning. I don't know my my comics. I, I like, mean, I I, I like know default too. I know the <laughs> comics. I just don't know how to describe them. Yeah, no, I like to default too. Okay, uh, <laughs> oh, give it a try. Okay, give it just, a try. Just try it. DC Comics in three, two, one. Na 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 Okay, this is the the one that wears a cape, giant S in front of on his chest. Superman. Yes, and uh, Ryan Reynolds actually played this, and and Angie just gave the answer. Superman. No. Um, in the uh, Batman series, this is the uh, the quirky guy with a uh, really big smile. Joker. Yes, and uh, this one uh, plays in the water. Uh, Aquaman. No. Oh. After the buzzer, unfortunately, you guys did better than you thought you could. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> well, thanks for playing, Gail. Play again sometime, okay? Thank you. Sure, man. It's gonna be Claudia. We pulled it off with the Marvel. Yay! Good job. <laughs> Tell her what she's won. Well, you'll be able to go check out the next Marvel film at some point because we know there's always gonna be a new one uh, <laughs> every every five minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've got a pair of movie passes for you to Landmark Cinemas plus treats for two. That's awesome. Thank you. Enjoy your night out. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. Well, news broke just about an hour ago from Kensington Palace that uh, Queen Elizabeth doesn't look like she's doing so great. The official statement from her doctors are is that they are concerned for her health and they are keeping her under medical supervision. She's at her residence in Scotland where she remains comfortable. Mm-hmm. If you just take a look at Twitter right now, all of the trending topics yeah. are Queen, Prince Charles, Balmoral Castle, you know, so we're following it as quickly as possible, but it is being said that right now, her four children are with her uh, by her side, along with her grandson, Prince William, mm. and it is also being said that uh, Harry and Meghan are on their way to her at this oh, that, time. That's big. Yeah. That is big. And this is, uh, as they, quoting what I'm reading here, a serious situation. So she's 96. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, you know, in the days and weeks leading up to this, you know, she's been obviously doing certain duties, 
sitting out other duties. I mean, they've definitely been taking a lot of things off her plate, but um, I mean, you have to understand when they all travel there to be with her, it's, uh, it's yeah. pretty yeah, dire it's situation. Yeah, definitely a serious situation. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we'll keep watching yeah. and we'll keep reporting back to you everything that we can find as it happens. Stuck in Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. Well, the Ottawa Senators made some history yesterday awarding the highest contract ever to Timmy Stutzel. Or Jimmy Stutzel. <laughs> Jimmy Stu? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Stu. Yeah. His name is Tim Stutzel. He's number 18. They gave him an eight-year extension. Eight-year extension, $66.8 million contract. Ooh. Eight mil a season. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you sign that? <laughs> How old is he, like 12? <laughs> no, yeah, just he just turned 12. Yeah, no, but this is uh, this is on the heels of what they were calling like the summer of Pierre, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> the summer of Dorian. People were watching the moves he was making, and people, I mean, Sense Fever was alive and well with, you know, announcements like Alex DeBrinket, and then goaltender Cam Talbot was on board, and then the signing of Claude. Giroux, and then they're all led by Captain Brady Kachuk. Like, and now to know that Tim is signed on for another eight years, it's just like uh, they're flocking to buy tickets, which is a which is a good thing because it was a really poorly kept secret that the uh, Sens had fewer than five thousand season ticket holders last season. Yeah, it's been a tough five years, the lowest in franchise history. Uh, I mean, obviously COVID didn't help, but um, you know when you look at what was probably what eighteen thousand fans in the seats. At its peak, went down to nine thousand fans yeah. in those yeah. seats. That's half. That's yeah. literally half. And that feel like that makes the stadium feel empty. <laughs> Total. I mean, it's got to like def, def, you know de, deflate you a little bit to yeah. play for. Uh, well, for a time they were playing for no crowds, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then very small crowds. But they are saying that although they haven't released the official numbers just yet, the season ticket membership for this season is the highest it's been in years already. Wow. Oh, uh, yeah, because they have a lot of new things now. Yeah. And they're on the heels of uh, celebrating their 30th anniversary. Yeah. So they have a, a huge new announcement with that, too. Yeah, so yesterday they uh, revealed they have an Ottawa Senator's 30th anniversary poutine. Okay. Crisp russet fries, sends black gravy. Black gravy. Oh, black okay. gravy. That, okay. that sounds... Dark uh, and dirty. <laughs> yeah. Classic cheese curds, red flaming hot Cheetos dust. Oh, I like that. And a drilled golden queso. Okay, so they're going on a black, red, and gold kind of correct. theme Oh, here. I just put that together. <laughs> it's the colors. I didn't put that together. Okay. Once you can get past the uh, Sense Black Gravy, I think it I think it has a chance. It has a chance. Mm-hmm. That's not the only item, though. Like, I mean, when you're on the concourse, you're going to notice a couple other 30th anniversary items. Yeah, so they also released the uh, Ketcho, which are kettle chips and smoked meat nachos. What is oh. this? Is this like the, the new state fair food? I know. Oh, God, like that sounds delicious. That. that does yeah. sound good. Yeah. Um, they're also going to be doing a deconstructed Donair bowl. They say designed to eat anywhere. Donair anywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, the 30th anniversary parfait. What? <laughs> Is that like a yogurt parfait? I th- when I think of parfait, I think of yogurt and or granola. Or an ice cream parfait? I don't know. What? Who thought Do that would be a good idea? At- <laughs> I got my beer. I got my parfait. Go, Sens, go. And I got my pretzel. <laughs> what is happening? Why a parfait what's a, at a, what's a, parfait at a hockey game? That's going to be for the kids. It, yeah. Like it, usually, it's like either yogurt and ice cream, or like something granola. with like granola. No and adults like, can eat a parfait. It's like a, it's and like a healthy option. They got to get the healthy option in there. Yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> in case you don't want to have a heart attack, here's what we have for you. <laughs> Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move One Hundred.
What's Trending. Anyone else's kids begging them to take them on a road trip to Toronto this weekend in hopes of spotting Harry Styles or Taylor Swift? Just me? (laughs) My daughter's texting me right now. They're both there? Yeah, it is going to be a huge weekend in Toronto for the International Film Festival. We have the big stars coming to our sort of area. Harry Styles, like I said, Taylor Swift will be there. She is going to introduce her first ever screening of her All Too Well, the short film of her video for the song All Too Well. Uh, She's going to be doing a conversation with Taylor appearance at the Bell Lightbox, so that's going to be kind of cool. Apparently, you cannot get tickets into that, even if you're a critic. Oh, my God. Her fans crashed the TIFF website, for sure. Uh, Joe Jonas is going to be there, Viola Davis, Oprah Winfrey. Oh, Wow. Love Viola Davis. Uh-huh. She's an awesome star. And you star. think they're all going to like bring their partner or somebody with them too, yeah. right? Like that just double downs on the stardom. No kidding. <laughs> Daniel Craig, like the whole gang is going to be there. So it's going to be big. E-Talk, of course, will be all over it. They've got interviews with all of these stars. So that'll be good coverage to uh, keep an eye on. And this is the chip restaurant sort of mashup that has kind of people on the internet divided. They just revealed it. And it is the new Ruffles flavor. And they've teamed up with their friends at KFC for a rigid crunch Ruffles potato chip dusted in KFC's iconic 11 herbs and spices. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that sounds great. What's not to love? When I first saw it, I was like, oh, no. And then I went, wait a second. Like the 11 herbs and spices spices all over the chips. Mm-hmm. I kind of dig it. Sounds like now. a really healthy chip. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it makes my heart beat not fast, <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, they are, uh, yeah, they're teaming up. And so people are kind of like, mm, I don't know, I want to try it. But if you do try it, what they're doing is if uh, you buy a bag, you're going to get an offer for 20% off your next order of KFC. That's it. <laughs> okay. It should be like 40%. Yeah. That's not bad. Just for buying a bag of chips. I mean, yeah, 20%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I'm going to. Cheapskates. I'm going to try this. Yeah. 100%. For sure. Yeah. I love KFC, so I think I this sounds like a great combo. I know. People like to call it like the dirty bird and all that stuff. <laughs> I, but I love it. Still so I can't good. get enough. <laughs> it's not as good as it used to be. I will say that. When we were kids growing up, it tasted much different than I find it tastes now. They did uh, something different. Everything's like that. Like the Cadbury cream eggs were different when we were oh, kids. Oh, I know. Everything was different in the, in the 80s. It's true. And that's What's Trending, brought to you by the Donnelly Automotive Group. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. Well, it's been 51 years since a Toronto woman got a boot from Elton John at his concert in New Zealand. This story is How so the cute. How did you get one of his boots? <laughs> oh, he kicked them off into the crowd. <laughs> and Bonnie Has was one of the people who was lucky enough to catch one. So these were the Rocket Man boots. Like they were red with yellow wings on the side. Oh, yeah. They kind of look oh. like Ronald McDonald shoes <laughs> a little bit. But he threw them into the audience. She got one. Even these specific shoes are referenced in uh, the 2019 movie Rocket Man about his life he references yeah. those shoes oh. and yeah yeah they they have them i guess but she says that she put it on her foot that night <laughs> and she was so hyper she had one black boot and one elton john boot and she was with her boyfriend at the time she was sticking her leg out the window of the car going i got the boot i got the boot <laughs> so after the show she even wore elton john's boot to a nightclub and went dancing in it <laughs> 
gosh. Okay. As one does. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> so along with her record collection, this boot was one of the only few possessions that Bonnie brought with her when she moved to Canada 46 years ago. Wow. And for decades, it's been sitting in a display case in her Toronto home as this kind of decorative conversation piece. She said people love it. And people are always like, you have to contact Elton and say you have his boot. So she has no idea what the boot is worth because she has no interest in selling it. But tonight, half a century after getting that boot, the boot's still standing. Uh, she is going to wear it tonight when she goes to see Elton John in concert at the Rogers Center in Toronto tonight. She's going to put it back oh. on. She's going to put it back on. So she's hoping that he either sees this story that's floating around in the news or maybe sees her in the boot. Who knows? Maybe yeah. she'll be waving her foot around in the crowd. But she, uh, <laughs> the ultimate goal, she'd love to meet him. But... That's very so funny, cool. That's eh? cool. Yeah. Wow. What a piece of memorabilia to okay. have. And that she didn't part with it and put it up on, mm-hmm. you know, some site or like some memorabilia auction like so many people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll mention it. I'm still Watch. standing. He'll mention it. I hope so. I hope yeah. he sees it. And that's uh, all the feels on Move 100.